Pablo for breakfast. Get it when you want with the best bits plus new stuff you haven't heard. Download the Listener app now. King of the Nerds, Adam Ross, has got some TV movie recommendations for us this week. Adam, good morning. Good to be here, Pablo. Now, Violet Night at the cinema. You went to the premiere. Is it violent? <laughs> Is it at night? Is there any daytime in it? Uh, uh, very, very limited. Actually, no, I don't think there's even a crack of daylight, this whole thing. So, you know, yeah, silent night, violent night. Um so, look, one of the, my favorite quotes from any movie is, um, I, now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 from Die Hard, right? <laughs> now, now imagine what if that quote wasn't being said by um, Hans Gruber channeling John McClane, but instead was Santa Claus himself. So this one is produced by the team behind John Wick. And, you know, what they basically do is they take... Uh, you know, an everyman present, uh, you know, um, premise. And I'm not saying that Santa is an everyman and they turn him violent. They turn him crazy. You know, like John Wick, nobody. You get in the kind of the vibe. Um, and so I hear David Harbour, who is really good in Stranger Things, not so good in the Hellboy remake, but is a commanding presence and he's starting to kind of get his action chops up because he's in Black Widow as well. He's playing Saint Nick here. And so effectively he pops into a house, has a few drinks, falls asleep in a massage chair, and then a home invasion starts with a team of terrorists determined to get some money. Um, And so with this wacky gonzo kind of premise, they turn the violence up to kind of 11, but kind of like an eggnog, this has got, you know, it's got a bit of sweetness to it and the brandy as well. So it sits tonally, this movie's kind of insane because one minute, you know, Santa is sledgehammering someone's head in who's on his naughty list. And then the next minute he's having a, a sweet conversation with a girl who still believes so look i mean this is i think that this movie fits firmly into this kind of critic proof category when when i say the words killer santa you're either in or you're out there's nothing that i can say <laughs> if you're out i can't convince you otherwise and if this sounds like a good time to you you're already going to go so yeah like i mean look solid diversion and something to add to the wacky you know christmas catalog of movies now this has been advertised everywhere poker face on stan i'm just going to put it out there poker movies in general very lame is this one any good <laughs> look there are some things that are inherently watchable right now playing cards i would agree with you is not one of them um <laughs> when you know when you've got good actors and you're looking for those tells like we're talking about mad milkinson and you know and Daniel Craig in Casino Royale, you can get a little bit of, uh, you know, pressure coming out of that. I am a gambling noob. I have no idea what is going on. I have no idea between the difference between roulette, blackjack, (laughs) any of these things, man, you lose me. But I guess uh, Poker Face here, I guess, is a curiosity for a couple of reasons. One, that it has rusty in front of the camera and behind the camera. Now, he's only ever directed one other film, The Water Diviner, and I didn't mind that as a kind of Sunday picture. I went and saw it on Boxing Day, and I thought it was kind of, you know, affable enough. Here, this is a curiosity because Rusty made this movie here in this country, and he made it during, you know, the pandemic with those kind of conditions on top, but he also called in a lot of favours. And so he's playing a very rich gambler here who has received some very bad news and wants to have one last poker game with all his friends and to get some old secrets out. Now, some people are claiming that this is one of the worst films that's been made in the last couple of years and increasing and really, really indulgent. Now, I have to confess to you, I am a rusty super fan. I worship Russell Crowe, right? So I was giggling and amused at almost every element of this movie because not only am I watching Rusty's grumpy face, I'm listening to his music on the soundtrack, I'm listening to his writing through the dialogue, and I'm like, this thing couldn't be any more Russell Crowe. So 
I was a bit of a sucker for it. And it felt to me like a throwback of those really silly high concept movies from the 90s. Um, you know, so I don't really mind if it's got a bit of ineptness as long as it kind of kept me um, entertained. And, and Poker Face, yeah, I'll, I'll be one of the very few people that I was just like, yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a thing with lots of Russell Crowe. So, you know, yeah. And But once again, if you don't like Crowe, do not go anything anywhere near this movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a great uh, Christmas special on Disney+. Plus. Now... I am. I've got Marvel fatigue. I'm up to my eyeballs in it. I feel like I need to take some medication to deal with the amount of Marvel content that I have to deal with. But I think that one of the bright spots in the interconnected MCU is the Guardians of the Galaxy. I liked both those feature films directed by James Gunn, and James Gunn is doing a curious thing here, where he's giving us a bit of a Christmas gift, and this is a short revisit to the world of the Guardians, and it's got a pretty bemusing premise here. So effectively. You know, you've got Drax the Destroyer and you've got Mantis and they would like to get Star-Lord a present and they decide that that present that they want to get is the Earth actor Kevin Bacon. So they head to Earth to kidnap <laughs> Kevin Bacon to give him <laughs> to give him as a present. Now, this thing is filled with, like, you know, funny Christmas songs. Um, you know, it's a really shaggy kind of loose Christmas production, but it's got that Marvel sheen and incredible prosthetics, fantastic actors. And I think that everyone kind of understands the assignment here and they know that, you know, it's not a canonized entry kind of in the MCU with more MacGuffins, Infinity Stones and all that other nonsense. It's just a good kind of time. And so, look, you can do worse with, you know, a, a sub-hour Christmas special. And this is one of the better Christmas specials because some of them, like the Star Wars one, are notoriously bad. Now, Resurrection is out on Amazon+. Plus. You have got... Finally, like an actual real movie here, but this is definitely the most challenging work that will be released this week. Yes, you can rent this on Amazon. This is starring Rebecca Hall, who I think is one of the best actresses of our time. Resurrection is a very slow burn, but incredibly creepy character study. Uh, Effectively, you have um, a woman here who is self-made, is, you know, is kind of like at the, Margaret is at the height of her industry. She's got her stuff together. And a shadow from her past, played by Tim Roth, who is one of the creepier character actors when he wants to be, shows up and just starts making her go haywire. Now, the plot of this movie, if I was to spell it out, it'd probably be banned from the radio, but that'll probably make you curious to what it's about. It's got the most bizarre twists and turns and is incredibly psychologically damaging. And I had to kind of have a stiff whiskey afterwards to process what I had just seen. But as an exploration of a character in crisis and to showcase the, you know, the skills of Hall, this is, I think, one of this year's most memorable films, if not more, more bonker entries that we're going to get. Some good recommendations to sink your teeth into over the weekend. Adam Ross, it's always good to chat. Next week, uh, we're going to run through maybe your top five movies and then the week after that, top five TV shows. I look forward to looking back on 2022 with you. I don't think you understand just how much I'm going to sweat over this. <laughs> it's going to be like me in a sauna, you know, at a sweat lodge, like, you know, like doing this final five. This is a, I'm not going to sleep for the rest of the week to all, get you the list, the list that you need next week. All judgment will be reserved mm-hmm. for next mm-hmm. Friday. We can't wait to chat you then. <laughs> See you then. I'll change it at the last minute too. <laughs> it's the podcast for Caratha, the Pablo for breakfast podcast, streaming now on the listener app.